0: Okay, I'll set.
1: Okay, I'm ready.
0: Press record. Okay, we are recording. Hi there, and welcome to the Lucha Central Weekly. You may notice already, the astute listeners will notice, that I am not Miranda, Miranda is not with us this week. She's busy doing a number of things. She works way too many jobs, has way too many hats, and sometimes we just have to have to pile on without her. So we're doing this special kind of shorter episode. We're just going to feature some of the big stories this week. And um, so that means I'm going to bring in my partner for this, and he's pretty much going to take over because it's almost all his news. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Just go right ahead. We have here... The handsome one, the the dashing one, Dusty Murphy.
1: Oh, thank you. Yes, we, we had a lot of interesting stuff going on the last couple of weeks. On the August 29th episode of Monday Night Raw, we had Aliyah and Raquel Rodriguez defeating EO Sky and Dakota Kai for the women's tag team titles. What an exciting moment for them. They were vacated earlier this year. The champions at the time, Sasha Banks and Naomi, they walked out on Monday Night Raw in May. They took issue with the outcome of the main event. Uh, They didn't didn't enjoy that, so they left. There was quite a bit of talk about their unprofessional conduct on Raw and SmackDown that week. And then the titles were kind of forgotten. We had a tournament, and you know we saw Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah really moving up through the tournament quickly. Gigi Dolan and JC Jane of Toxic Attraction. They were added in the second round of the tournament, but they dropped out due to injury. Um, they, Gigi Dolan suffered an injury and they weren't able to compete. And so they were replaced by Natalia and Sonia Deville, went into a tag team match. Just terribly exciting for the, Raquel and Aaliyah. Big news for them. Raquel needed a big push, and if they're not going to make her women's champion, this is the second best. Triple H is in charge of creative now, as we've mentioned before. He's shown a commitment, not only to his NXT guys, but to some of the secondary titles, and making the titles feel important again. And we're kind of seeing that, and putting the titles on Raquel, uh, especially Raquel, but Aaliyah with her, it just legitimizes them. It makes them feel important. It makes... Raquel and Aaliyah feel important. They're working together great as a tag team, even though they're singles wrestlers. That was the other thing with this tournament. WWE has a lack of depth in women's tag teams, so they just put two singles wrestlers together for most teams. But Raquel and Aaliyah really work together perfectly. I mean, you'd think they'd been wrestling longer. It's the best Aaliyah's looked on the main roster, for sure. Great stuff from them. And then at Clash, at the Castle... We had it. The moment finally came. Dominic turned on Ray, knocked him out. He kicked Edge in the balls. It was pandemonium. And the moment we were kind of all expecting, we'd seen a lot of stuff kind of leading up to this. Monday night, he comes out with Rhea and he, he has the Eddie Guerrero mullet. He's, you know, wearing all black. He's seemingly joined Judgment Day you know, Rhea and Dominic, they really gave me China and Eddie vibes, like the body type and the dynamic, the look. I mean, there's a lot going on there. I think we're going to see Dominic lean into the Eddie thing, as I mentioned. He's got that Eddie Guerrero mullet now. And, it, I mean, the resemblance, I mean, genuinely, he looks like Ray and his wife, like 50-50. Yeah. But the way they've styled his... Look And the way he moves and the things he does, he really does a a very effective Eddie Guerrero impersonation, and it's so cool to get to see that. I think we're going to see more of that. We saw Rhea wearing the I'm Your Poppy t-shirt a few weeks back, just kind of leaning into it subtly, and I think that's going to be one of the next, you
0: know,
1: Dominic. This is the most interesting and fresh Dominic has felt since he debuted. Mm-hmm. I hate to see the separation from Ray. I genuinely don't think that's the way they end the things. I think that he and Ray I... reconcile before this is all over. But it's very interesting. Gives him something fresh to do. And as we'd mentioned before, it looked kind of like the trio's teams were going to be uh Rhea, Damian Priest and Finn Bálor. That that looked pretty obvious. And the rumor was that the other trio was going to be Rey Mysterio, Edge, and Beth Phoenix. This opens up the possibility for that with Dominic being the deciding factor. Yeah. And that plays into a lot of interesting and exciting things too. A lot of good stuff going on in WWE right now. The product is the best it's been literally in years. It's been more watchable the last few weeks than it has in I don't even know how long. Exciting things are happening. Hopefully, we'll get to see more of that. A lot of good stuff in WWE. But then we also had some good stuff in AEW this week. Um, oh,
0: before you First get to we ho there. The
1: basically. AAA Sorry. mixed tag team title match between Sammy, Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello versus Ortiz and Ruby Soho. This was a really interesting match too it it wasn't my favorite match of the night i'll be honest the whole thing where ty got jumped before the match and then wrestled in her clothes that she walked in on and still won like it it just wasn't my cup of tea but sammy you know he's good at getting heat and i feel like Maybe I was a little worked in how I didn't find it my cup of tea, because I feel like that's kind of what they're going for, is to rub (laughs) people the wrong way. And Sammy's a master of that at the heel. You know, when he's a heel, he's figured it out so much better than anybody else has. Anna Jay came out at one point. There were run-ins. It was... Yeah. I it was a lot. It felt like AAA. And I hope that they can kind of move on from this feud. It feels overdone in a way, even though it hasn't been around that long. We'll see what goes on. I'm hoping we see Sammy and Ty at Triple Mania. That kinda of seems to be the obvious choice with them being the Triple A mixed tag team champions. But who's to say? So much goes on in Triple A that Sometimes it just doesn't make sense. Also on the all-out card, we had the casino ladder match. Really cool stuff in the beginning with Phoenix versus Wheeler Utah Roosh came in at number three and was just kind of the boss. He, you know, controlled the ring. Really cool. Andrade came in and then everything just went to shit for everybody that wasn't in LFI because they were <laughs> cleaning house. Yeah. The, there was a some kind of I believe a sunset bomb that dropped um Yeah, uh, Dante Martin. Off
0: yeah. The, yeah, off yeah the I believe ladder. it was the sunset bomb. Yeah. yeah.
1: And that was a a cool spot onto the bridge ladder. Uh, Claudio Castignoli was number 4. He came out, pushed the double ladder over with Andre, Andrade on it, fell to the floor. Dante Martin was number five. He had the ladder fall on him before he ever hit the ring. Uh Penta was number six. He did a Canadian destroyer to Dante right on the ramp. Then he gave another one to Andrade on the bridged ladder. And it was pretty good up to this point. Yes. But the whole story <laughs> – Of the match. The whole story of the match was the Joker, the wild card. It comes out to Sympathy for the Devil by the Rolling Stones. Not a cover. Like, they actually paid ABCO for the original recording and got this... I, I don't know if you ever saw the. I believe it was called Masters of Illusion, where they would explain how a magician did his tricks. The mask was supposed to look like the devil, but it really looked like the face paint that the guy that explained all the magician's tricks wore. It,
0: yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like, a great taste. <laughs> no, no, it uh, I, yeah, that's 100% what I thought. I'm like, oh, the mask magician isn't. Is yeah. <laughs>
1: That's exactly what it looked like and the vibe it had. The body language was very recognizable. For me, it was in the way he moved his head. Like, it just looked like JF. And sure enough, the Joker comes out. He wins. I mean, it ladder matches in AEW are a little overdone this year. They've had several of them. But it had all the crashes and dives and jumps and everything that you'd want to see. And if you were looking forward to MJF coming back, it was kind of a cool, subtle nod. At the end of the program, he took the mask off and put the scarf on, you know, the Burberry scarf. Really looked good. It was interesting I for... All the Luchadores to be in that one match, I was expecting a little better. Uh Dante Martin, you know, very Lucha savvy as well. Claudio and uh Wheeler, Yuta, they were the kind of outside choices in that match, but it still made sense being Ring of Honor champions, vying for the AEW championship.
0: Uh, don't sleep on Claudio with Lucha style. He did, he's done a bunch of Lucha work with...
1: Yeah, with... Chikara, especially. Chikara, I mean, notably,
0: but he he did he worked with the, the, a lot of the the luchadors that came through the Chicago area as well. I mean, yeah. Uh,
1: he, well, and even in NXT and WWE, you know, he worked with yep. luchadors, and there is nothing Claudio can't do. Like he makes everything look like a million dollars. <laughs> he was kind of the secret star of the match in a way, just. Everything he does, he and he's so effortlessly strong. I mean, literally like He-Man or somebody. It's ridiculous how strong he is.
0: And always fun. The, the example on that is the giant swing, because uh, yes. he is legitimately holding up a usually an over 250-pound human being in the air with just his shoulders as his feet move them around. So, yeah, I mean – Try, try and do that. Just try. <laughs> it's not, it's a simple move, but it's not nearly as easy as it looks.
1: No, it's, yeah. <laughs> it would be almost impossible.
0: <laughs> For most people, that's why it's so special yeah. when you see it, yeah.
1: Claudio doing special things, and and the Lucha content within the match was great. I just didn't like how all the Luchadors got bunched into one match, and it couldn't even be their story. It was MJF's story. They felt like just kind of side pieces rather than center pieces.
0: We were talking about this uh, before the show started. They could have done things, even with that MJF ending, to really elevate the Lucha guys. Maybe position LFI and uh, the Lucha Bros for a little more heat the next time they encounter each other. Or, uh, you know, make Rush and Andrade look like they're super pissed off that they got outplayed by MJF. I mean, there's just things that they could have done that they just didn't, so...
1: Yeah, it was disappointing. And genuinely, now that you've mentioned it, I I wanted to mention this too. I think that the story going forward may be LFI versus Lucha Bros, which is going to be a hot feud.
0: You'd be stupid not to do it at some point. It's just a question of how soon they want to pull the trigger. And since AEW is really good at long-term storytelling, you set that seed now, even if you're not doing it. For another six months, you you know, they can still refer back to it and be like, this all started all the way back at, at All In.
1: Yeah, it just makes sense that way. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm excited for it. Like I said, it's going to be a hot feud. I would love to see – I think we'll see somebody else debut in LFI. They've teased it. You know, of course, they kicked Dragon Lee out of LFI. Last Did they? Th- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of interesting things going on for LFI, and uh, we will touch on LFI later in the show. Absolutely. But next up, <laughs> we have AAA. Not a whole lot of news going on, but one interesting thing. If you recall, the Eo Del title match it was kind of implied that it would not be kenny omega and that you know they didn't have a real strong idea of who it would be and they wanted fans on social media to talk about who they wanted to see face vikingo who should it be well Juventud guerrera he got on the social medias and he started you know getting some support behind him he's talking about how he wanted this match and the fans were really getting in on it to the point that people started asking conan you know, is Hooventude going to wrestle Vikingo? And Hooventude says he'll consider it if their fans are really interested. He's said they wanted to make sure it wasn't just a loud and vocal minority that were into it, but if the fans were interested in it, he would advocate for the match for Hooventude versus
0: Vikingo. That's so big of him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like it's the same internet culture that that named a shit Boaty McBoatface. I don't... <laughs> I don't know that there is a genuine uh, – uh, uh, as large of a genuine and honest interest in seeing Hoovy Challenge as as the social media. Th- I think yeah. it just got momentum because it's a hilarious idea. Well,
1: it is hilarious, and it would get a lot of <laughs> product in a way. But I don't yeah. know that it would draw new fans the way that somebody from AEW or somebody from Ring of Honor, just somebody with an international presence would and even if and of course the Del vikingo would win but if he won it doesn't elevate him much at this stage in his career to beat juventude because it's
0: like there's that yeah. yeah
1: and so you gotta i mean I, I believe it was seth rollins that infamously said yeah but who who does this get over yeah sounds cool but who does this get over
0: <laughs> who benefits
1: yeah, yeah. And, and really there, I mean, like, obviously, you know, would win, and maybe he would really, I mean, Juventude inspired a lot of Lucha guys, especially in the United States. You still hear people mention some of the WCW cruiserweights, and Juventude Mm -hmm. always gets brought up. So it would be cool, but like we say, what's, who benefits from this? And even if he loses, the benefit is all Juventudes. Yeah. All the publicity, all the promotion, it benefits him the most. We already know Vikinko's the guy. Anybody that watches yeah. AAA knows it. It,
0: it. It's a campaign that gets him back in AAA at the main event level, no less. Like, yeah, he gains everything out of this. Um, Vic won't lose any shine for doing the match, but Hoovy will gain a lot. Gain, if that's If that's how they go. Um, I just wanted to point out because I'm an old man and I remember this. This is why did the, the, the WWE when they did Cyber Monday events had choices for you because they did not want the internet to just be like, oh, bring in somebody completely random. Bring, bring Dusty back from the grave or what I mean, you know, he was still alive yeah. at the time, but yeah, you know, just, like, you know, they would try. They would try. They'd be like, uh, bring, uh, br- gorgeous George, bring in jo- gorgeous George.
1: Yeah. I mean it would just be – well, some of the choices were still pretty ridiculous back then.
0: Yeah. Oh, they yeah. were.
1: And and the internet I, – I remember the year 2000 when they were going to vote the man of the millennium and Ric Flair beat Jesus Christ. Do you well, remember that? They had online voting, and like that was kind of the first big meme thing in 2000. People voted for Ric Flair. He was disqualified. Time Magazine wouldn't accept Ric Flair, uh,
0: well, but it that, was funny. That just yeah. shows Time Magazine's <laughs> la- lack of foresight. <laughs> well, Ric
1: Flair could be the man of the next millennium. He'll still be here longer
0: than all of us. <laughs> Just chopping cockroaches after the nuclear holocaust.
1: <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> That's really the news for AAA this week. And now we have returning after a short absence this week – in lucha libre be sure to check in at lucha central.com every single day for this day in lucha libre by pep carrera he has got so much stuff on there he's got birthdays he's got information he's got stories he's got anniversaries matches of the day videos, all kinds of stuff, and it's all Lucha Libre. It's all at LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. And this week, I mentioned it before, but we chose to honor the importance and the legacy of La Facción Ingobernable. It's important to note that at the beginning of LFI's story, Roosh was actually the biggest baby face at CMLL. He was literally their John Cena, or their Hulkamania era Hulk Hogan. Yeah. I mean, big deal. But much like Cena and Hulk Hogan towards the end of the Hulkster run, he had been drawing a lot more boos than cheers. Fans had started to love to hate him because he was just too good. And so he started leaning into some Rudo moves and, you know kind of got that attitude and then right at the beginning of los ingobernables he turned rudo he formed ingobernables with la sombra and la mascara we know la sombra much better known now as Andrade, he was also in a similar boat. He was their number two babyface, but he had gone up in a match against Volador Jr., who had recently returned. He had been gone for a while from CMLL, and he was getting booed against Volador Jr. People are just so excited to see him. They didn't want him to lose, even if he was the Rudo. So La Sombra, too, sir, soon turned Rudo. He'd been a Technico for the previous seven years, literally the entirety of his CMLL career, he had always been a technical, like a babyface Technico.
0: super babyface, super yeah. super babyface. Yeah.
1: Turned Rudo and they formed La, La, Los Ingobernables before it was La Facción Ingobernables. Back then it was Los Ingobernables. Crazy big deal. The only thing, genuinely, that you can compare it to would be when the NWO started, when the Outsiders joined Hogan. But even then, the Outsiders were already established heel within WCW. These were guys that turned. Very cool. Not long after the group got together, Roosh broke his ankle, so Marco Corleone joined Followed quickly by Lissombra's New Japan tag team partner, a guy you may have heard of, a guy named Naito. And big deal. I mean, this is where all the Tranquilo, all that stuff started Yeah, Naito, CMLL, when he came over to do an excursion. So cool. At the 2016 Dos Le Show, Rouge defeated Maximo Sexy in a hair versus hair lucha de apuestas match with help from his real life father, P. Roth Jr., aka Vestia del Ring, also, you know, kind of a outside member, and associate. He of became a
0: member later on, so yeah.
1: Uh, very cool. He he did join later on, and this version of Los Ingo Bernables lasted until late September 2018 when Roosh and Bestia announced that they were going to leave CMLL, uh, which was quite a big deal at the time. Roosh had been CMLL for years and years yeah. as kind of the guy there. A year later, October the 31st, 2019, Roosh and La Bestia del Ring showed up at a Nacion Lucha Libre show, once again teaming with former faction mate La Mascara, and this was when they started calling themselves La facion Ingobernable, or LFI as it's abbreviated. We saw them in Ring of Honor. We saw them in AAA, but also we're currently seeing them in AEW. Current membership in LFI, according to Wikipedia and looking around online, is Roosh, Andrade, Bestia Del Ring, and Roosh's real-life brothers, Dragon Lee and Drillistico. We saw, you know, Dragon Lee may have been kicked out of LFI and uh, AEW, it just a lot of... Interesting things going on there. So much interesting. It's the door to bring Naito into AEW, I think. I believe that's why we haven't seen him yet. There were so many issues with Andrade and New Japan that I think until they're ironed out, that's when we'll see the debut of Naito and AEW. A lot of cool stuff going on there. A lot of star power. I mean, a team of Rouge, Andrade, Bestia del Ring, Dragon Lee, and Juristico. I mean, talent for talent, there's hardly any faction in the history. I mean, that's Four Horsemen-level talent.
0: Yeah, it is. It's a total Four Horsemen faction. The biggest drawback is here in the States. Most people don't recognize Bestia Del Ring or Dralistico in particular. Uh, Dragon Lee has some, some draw because he did well in New Japan. Um, oh, and
1: he had Ring of Honor presence as well. And he he had some strong. pretty good
0: presence in, in, in Ring of Honor. He spent time there as, as a multi-champion. He had two belts at the same time for a short while. Uh, but, uh, um, you know, but you, there's no shorting the talent. It's just that uh, the they, uh, American fans have been less exposed to Drellistico, who spent time working as Mystico. So, like, if you have watched – if you watched Mystico and CMLL while Rouge was a Rudo, you were watching Drellistico.
1: Yes, he was <laughs> Mystico too. The original Mystico, who was the original Sin Cara in WWE, and then became mystices Jr. and uh Charistico, Then he became Mystico again. So it's quite a journey for Mystico there. Yeah. Very – interesting. But
0: we yes. unraveled this on a previous <laughs> this yeah. like the legacy of Mystico alone is a, is a storied tale you could write uh, a Hobbit length novel on, on just the, the legacy of all that in the story
1: It's absolutely true uh, I picked a favorite match for LFI right. and it was the one that really got me into Rouge. I was kind of Ambivalent on Roosh before this point But it was the 2014 Match the Apoistis match Between him and Negro Casas. This was Yeah such a fantastic <laughs> match So good crazy Apuestas match and it Really passed the torch from the older Generation of Negro Casas to the Younger generation when Negro Casas lost his hair to Roosh mm-hmm. But it was just I mean Such a fantastic match. The chemistry they had together was unbelievable. Roosh came off as kind of the young know-it-all who had both the strength and energy to just kind of out-wrestle Negro Casas. But Negro Casas didn't wrestle like an old man. He still had a lot of gas left in the tank, and it was an uphill battle for Roosh. He
0: still does.
1: Yeah, well that's just it, nearly, (laughs) I guess it's eight years later now, nearly ten years later, but he hasn't lost a step since that match, like it could have happened yesterday, and so good, The there were drop kicks to the face, like the Casas face smash drop kick, super cool, so much went on in this match, and it really, like I say, it, just was so exciting it reminded me about what i always loved about wrestling and always loved about lucha libre it brought back a lot of that teenage excitement tape trading days excitement flirting. yeah and yeah, it yes. just had that classic feel i'll still be a new and it passed things on to the new generation and it was obvious los ingo Bernables were going to be the guys it it was just such a cool moment an indefinable moment so much going on for them and it really established – I mean, Roosh had already been a big deal, but it showed that he could be the guy, like the Abso- big
0: guy. Absolutely, yeah.
1: There were also, I believe, that same feud when Negro Casas teamed with Shocker versus
0: Sombra and, Roosh and- oh, yeah, Yeah, I believe that is the same feud.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's
0: hard you know, to say because the CMLL revisited that feud so many times, but
1: Absolutely. <laughs> and, but there were some amazing tag team championship matches mm-hmm. in there as well. Mhm. And I mean, I lean more towards trios matches than tag team matches for Lucha, but these were some of the best tag team matches that CMLL has ever put on. Just the the talent involved, it was right before Shocker had his I don't know if it was a He says it wasn't a stroke. People say it could be a stroke. He had some issues anyway that kind of affected him. And this was right before that when he still had it. And, you know, the old guard, like I mentioned, versus the new guard. Something about seeing Roosh and Andrade wrestle together is so spectacular. Mm -hmm. And their chemistry is so just perfect. It's – they don't have to speak. They seem to be sharing a mind in the ring. Just the things they do are so captivating and must-watch. You can't take your eye off of them when they're together. And this was really the beginning of that. We're still seeing it play out in AEW today. Yeah. So much cool stuff. And it, you cannot overstate the importance of Los Ingo Bernables and Lucha Libre. Aside from Peros del Mall, those were really the two factions of mm-hmm. the 2010s. That whole decade, it was... You know, I would, those
0: guys. Yeah, I would say based on the legacy that we have now that LFI had a bigger impact. But I mean, Absolutely. it's, it's arguable. It is highly arguable because Paris Del Mall has created a legacy of great wrestlers, whereas LFI has created a great legacy for itself.
1: That's um. absolutely <laughs> true. And they're still here. We see flashes of peros, like with Pinna and Phoenix and uh, Taya TV together at yeah. Triple Mania Part 2. Stuff like that. Exciting stuff, but it doesn't have the same cohesive feel that LFI has. It's, it's, we're seeing these guys, it's like a reunion of a band versus the band when they're at their prime, and LFI still feel like a band at their prime.
0: They yeah, don't feel still, like
1: a reunion tour at all.
0: They're still going large, and and unlike a reunion tour, they've got the next wave there, because Dralistico and, and Dragon Lee are younger than them and have not actually reached their peak yet, so even if uh, Andrade and Rouge need to slow down and, and let the, the next wave take over, they already have replacements we've seen as a part of that integral LFI thing that just get it. Um, I did want to touch on a little bit on the, the Rudos, the Rudos label with them because they actually rejected that label as well. What they they called themselves alternate technicos. Uh, they, they were leaning into being and annoying the crowd but uh they were still being booked as Technicos for a good part of the early part of LFI and they just would, you know, get booed when they would do Rudo things. And uh, that was part of their, their promos that made it uh so interesting was they're like, well, no, we're, we're just, um we're Technicos. We're just kind of al- alternative to, <laughs> to what they do. And uh it just, that, that just added to the magic. And then uh, to your other point, which is also why this, this match was – this is why the match I'm going to say that I like is one of my favorites. That was when they wrestled each other. You had Andrade uh, – or, you sorry, La Sombra and Root Ru- yeah. in a match together, and that was pure magic. And part of that was because of this alternative technico dynamic where you didn't know – it's not like a an American Indies match where you don't know who the technico and or who the rudo and the he the the yeah the heel and the face are because and they both want to sell t shirts we didn't know who the Rudo and the face were because we didn't know what the heck these guys were doing at the time, and they leaned into that so heavily it was magical magical,
1: yeah, it really was <laughs> and we've talked about that their their charisma and their you know, they worked <laughs> together, and they – CMLL at the time, they advertised that as the match that was going to tear apart the Ingo Bernables, You know, like it was going <laughs> to yeah. split them apart, and they were stronger than ever after that match. <laughs> yeah. It was so cool, and just a lot of refreshing stuff. Mystico – Genuinely was one of the biggest draws in Mexico, but for CMLL, there wasn't a whole lot between Mystico and LFI, at, or Los and They were at one time the highest drawing faction in the world, like dollar mm-hmm. for dollar.
0: Oh, and, yeah. I mean, well, they're, they're still massive. Uh, the Japanese branch is still massive in New Japan.
1: Absolutely. Like. Well, and look at how bothered CMLL was that Andrade and Roosh were going to work with New Japan. Like yeah. LFI is still a big name in Mexico, a big deal in Mexico. And yeah. you don't it, often see the kind of hurt feeling, bruised ego, pettiness and lucha that you see in a lot of things but we definitely saw it when they wouldn't let andrade wrestle on forbidden door i mean that (laughs) and it was personal
0: again i have to stress this pep does not think CMLL intervened on that and i mean so our inside guy pep says has said and we covered this at the time that new japan was the one that stood up and said no we have to honor our agreement and that they may who knows what they thought behind closed doors they may have been biting their fist going, we're losing so much money by not being able to do this. But who knows? Uh, but it was. It was personal, and Andrade took it personal. It got onto social media, and and it was – yeah, you could still feel it to your point.
1: Yeah, there's just so much going on with these guys. They're so important. And like we said, still doing big things. I think that they're going to be one of the most exciting – stories going forward in aew they make a natural trios challenger for the elite if we see that happen it depends what goes on with the trios oh, titles in the future oh
0: don't give me uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they, i know they i i appreciate that the young bucks probably have really probably needed the to to do something to make to feel like this is a legitimate belt but Man, there were so many more natural and good trios that they could have used in this, and that the the LFI went out so early, and it just really, really killed me, my interest in that the whole tournament.
1: Yeah, it did for me too. I really wanted to see Death Triangle go further.
0: Also true. Yeah. Can um, you imagine in an alternate universe somewhere, Death Triangle and LFI? we're in the finals of that and that's that's the match that i wrote with so like those two with with the trios gold on the line is just it's money it's absolute absolutely money that's,
1: <laughs> and that's the match all lucha fans wanted and we we saw the death triangle thing play into the house of black thing Allegedly, I mean, Malachi is on the way out. He bowed and you know gave a blew a kiss to the crowd on his way out. And so if they sacrificed him for nothing to further that storyline, I'm going to be so disappointed.
0: Well, I yeah, I feel like that's what has happened because yeah. Malachi Black. For those of you who don't know, because we didn't report on this, it's not directly Lucha news. Uh, rumors have been circulating for several weeks that Malachi Black asked for his release. And, uh, it was widely part of those rumors that this pay-per-view was going to be his last show with AEW. And he exhibited that behavior to Dusty's point by, uh, honoring the crowd on his way out. So, uh, that is, that is what the, the rumor was. And we will see how that goes. There are a lot of things like about we, and we've touched on a little bit about AEW's uh locker room that are seem to be up in the air. So all of this excitement about LFI could totally go two directions on uh, on the Wednesday after we after we yeah. report this.
1: <laughs> well it, and and speaking of the backstage issues in lucha, you know Conan confirms that CM Punk was not the only one with the issues backstage. That he's heard a lot of
0: mm-hmm. dissent
1: and unhappiness. So It'll, it'll definitely be interesting. Nothing is confirmed right now. It's still up in the air with the story. So we will have better details on a later show when things are a little more solidly confirmed. But what an exciting week for wrestling. Exciting year for wrestling. I remember in January when we thought the craziest thing that might happen was Cody Rhodes leaving AEW, the way he made sure to <laughs> make Sammy look like a star in his way out. Now yeah, even crack the top. Act.
0: I did actually want to swing all the way back to the WWE stuff because I had a couple small major points on this. Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, first off, the Raquel Gonzalez or, I'm sorry, Rodriguez now? Is that... Yeah. Rodriguez yeah. now. <laughs> Hope I had hit Triple H. Bring back to the other <laughs> Yeah. <name. laughs> Uh the um a lot of the internet speculation uh that I, I'm really enjoying hearing is that this isn't one hundred percent supposed to be a, a about pushing Raquel further up the card and, and uh it's kind of showing because while Aliyah is looking better, Raquel is the star in all of the matches they've got going on. Uh, she, so she's
1: the star anyway. Like of the tournament, she really <laughs> stood out. Yeah, they and, were, and not just literally, but she stood out head and shoulders above the talent. Like, well, she, I mean,
0: she's she is head and shoulders above. Most yeah, <laughs> they're tiny girls. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but 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 instead so to that point though, like, uh, that seems to be what the because the most people were predicting that uh, the the more obvious choice would be to have toxic attraction or another tag team win this instead. So when they advanced all the way to the finals, they were shocked. When they won, everybody was extra shocked. Um So the, I'm hoping that that's what this is, is that this is about the Raquel push. And, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, Aaliyah, if you get thrown through a barbershop window later, but i um, not that sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they give
1: me more of like diesel and... Well, American I... Vibes, like with the Yeah. Spies.
0: Yeah, but as far as easy references for tag team breakups, like, that's the moment. Yeah. Everybody knows that that's when that yeah, tag team... Yeah, that's the breakup.
1: Up. Yeah. <laughs> well, and everybody remembers it. Like, everybody yep. remembers the barbershop window.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, and then uh the Dominic thing, because I, I finally put this together when you were talking about it. We were talking about how... He looks like Eddie Guerrero, and he's been acting more like Eddie Guerrero. It's very obvious he has a deep-seated appreciation for Eddie Guerrero. He's been honoring Eddie in matches for over a year now, Uh and he, now he's got the mullet and all that. What if – and this is just the fantasy booking thing here – what if uh him supposedly switching sides is just an Eddie Guerrero move to get them overly confident, and then he takes oh them out? Oh, my gosh. Right?
1: That would be so perfect. Like I, I had considered that it might be, you know, that he might not be as with them as they thought, but doing the Eddie Guerrero style swerve would just be too perfect.
0: Right. And it seems like he would pitch that to me. So yeah, keep going. Sorry.
1: Yeah. No, I love that idea. And like we said, he's definitely playing tribute to him with the hairstyle, the look, the body language. And so to, to channel Eddie. Yeah. You know, he, lied and he cheated and he stole and i would love to see (laughs) dominic pull that on judgment day and rejoin his dad that would be like you say it's fantasy booking but that would be such a a sweet and satisfying moment
0: yeah i mean so i wouldn't have seen this happening under vince mcmahon but i can see dominic push proposing this to to hunter uh and and actually hunter liking it so who knows
1: yeah, well, and Dominic is the most exciting and the best he's looked since he debuted. Oh, he
0: looks so good and, these days. Yeah, and so it, like even the, with that stupid mullet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm not
1: a big fan of the mullet, but you know it's his hair. So <laughs> even when mullets are popular, I was like, ugh, that does not look good. <laughs>
0: I there were some that I thought were better than others, uh, but that that falls into the others category as far as (laughs) even my mullet appreciation. Like and if that's supposed to get get people to look at him and go, What the heck are you thinking? Then that's perfect. But yeah, well (laughs)
1: and he totally looks like a wrestler. You know, I mean like he finally has that more seasoned look and feel like a real wrestler instead of just one of the guys
0: right. you know
1: or just a wrestler he he looks important and it's just that that look with his size disparity with ray it gives me those eddie vibes like it's just really
0: cool you can't overstate that and i'm gonna give um uh our boss a lot of credit on this uh the the gear and the look is the biggest part of this if you don't have gear that says i'm special and you don't have a look that says i'm special the crowd does not care and no. uh, we talk, we talked about that when we were uh interviewing uh <laughs> so uh, i just appreciate that appreciated that i'm gonna shout out back to that if you don't remember it's in our history we did an interview with uh with the with one of the two men from mass republic uh it's not it's not Kevin, so if you don't know who I'm talking about, I'm gonna actually either make Dusty say it or do the homework just because I'm feeling wicked at this point but yeah we he talked <laughs> about that he talked about that the gear is where it all started for them, and be, because he thinks gear is important, and Gabe Ramirez said it too gear is important yeah. presentation is important like uh, so many people we've talked to that have that that behind the scenes position have said this. And Dom is exemplifying it right now. Like he made the, he transitioned from an adequate look to a memorable look. Like people will see him on TV now and know he's important, and they will remember him. So yeah.
1: Yeah, and it makes him look a lot more grown up. When he had the shorter haircut, he, mm-hmm. and he was smiley and happy and there to help Ray. He felt like somebody's son. You know, it felt like somebody's yeah. son there. And <laughs> now he feels like his own man, his own character. And that is so important, too. I mean, as much as the, and maybe the storyline and the gear and everything have inspired confidence in him, but his confidence, you can see, has gone way up lately. And just such a, Exciting talent A lot of people were ambivalent on Dominic for a while We saw so much staleness And repetition in the feuds That he and yeah. Ray were put in And even with the Judgment Day This has gone on literally all summer long Yeah, But it feels fresh And exciting again I want to see what happens this week I can't remember the last time I was like man I can't wait for Raw right? want to see what happens and This is why you get all the
0: there. news Because yeah WWE is revitalized AEW is revitalized both in front of the screen and behind the screen
1: yeah
0: uh you know triple a is building up big right now like it, it is such a good time to be uh, to, we didn't cover cmll this week not because it wasn't good but just because dusty and i wanted to do a shorter show so that we could uh, <laughs> we could get on get this recorded and in, in, in the can and, and reliably have this out for you but, uh, I mean, yeah, CMLL is looking great now too. So like, wrestling is back on the upswing and it's super exciting.
1: Yeah, wrestling's the most exciting
0: it's felt <laughs> in years for me. Honestly, like it-, it right, right around a decade. Like, well, no, yeah. no. Because the, er, the first two years of NXT were- Oh, so great.
1: good. Yeah, I was really yeah. at NXT. <laughs> Uh, black and gold era,
0: yeah. like, oh, so good. I mean, all of the black and gold era was good, but like the first two years of that black and gold era, it was just magical. You didn't know what was going to happen. There was no cynicism or predictability about it at all. No. I think, uh, I think that's the last time I was this excited to watch wrestling.
1: Yeah, I I think <laughs> it about that long for me, too. That um, I think about. I was really excited at the beginning of Dynamite. I was excited to see an alternative, but the investment and I've got to see it. I can't miss. I want to see what happens. Wasn't quite as there for me as it is you, now, right, for sure.
0: Right. Exactly. And, like I was excited, but I wasn't. There's tears to my excitement. I was. Not yeah. top, <laughs> it was not top tier excited. It was not. Oh my god! I have to be home. On Wednesday night to see what they're going to do because I don't want to accidentally spoiler it. Like you know, it was it was. Yeah. I will try to be home. I will try and watch it, but if I miss it, I'll just watch it the next day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we, we've we've wandered all the way back to the top of the show after. The <laughs> <end>. <laughs> I wanted to get in a couple of those points because uh, I just – I wanted to enhance that conversation I because the WWE is doing good, so we should talk more about what they're doing this good. Oh, absolutely. Flip side, we didn't cover this, but there was a four-way tag match with Los Lotharios in it that also took some of the wind out of my sails, and I'm a little less excited about that, but <laughs> – Yeah, I didn't
1: mention that, but yeah, it was – Braun Strowman returned, and yeah, the less said about that, the better, I
0: guess. (laughs) In in a nutshell, it was a Braun Strowman match. It was not actually a tag team match featuring Los Lotharios. They were just there to make Braun Strowman look like a big, strong man, and they did a good job at that because they are good at that, but it was, yeah. Yeah. And it brought me back to the period of time where, you know, tag teams in the WWE were an afterthought or even sometimes more of a joke, and I didn't care for that at all. But
1: Yeah. Yeah, we've established on the show we're all big fans of tag team wrestling. Oh
0: yeah. Huge huge fans of tag team wrestling.
1: So a lot of good stuff going on. We'll see more with Dominic and Ray next week, I'm sure. Got the Aaliyah and Raquel as tag champions. I believe there's going to be a rematch next week on Raw for that title uh, or those titles. A lot of cool stuff going on. Big news. We'll be here next week, hopefully, to report it. We've got some interviews in the pipeline that I think you guys will be very excited about. So stay tuned. Big things happening. Brendan, do you want to tell our listeners where they can find you on social media?
0: Absolutely. I am three two one t-shirt guy. That's the numbers three two one. T-shirt guy is all spelled out. I am on Facebook. I am on Instagram. I was responding to DMs this week, so I really am on Instagram. <laughs> uh, and then I'm all over the Twitters. So, And
1: I either. am on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dusty Murphy. And I am on Instagram at Dusty Murphy. Be sure to check us out at luchacentral.com. Again, your place for all things Lucha Libre. We have our broadcasting partner, thechairshot.com. Be sure you check them out. Uh, Mask Republic on social media. Lucha Central on social media. Check everything out. And uh, we will see you next week.